Welcome to worship at Milwaukee Mennonite Church, both to those of you here in person and to everyone on Zoom. Although we will ask this week, since we are dealing with a whole new slew of tech, that the people on Zoom have patience. And if there is an interruption in service, perhaps view that as an opportunity for some individual quiet reflection time on what's gone on so far. Our call to worship comes from Voices Together 875 today. Voices Together 8, I'm sorry, 74. I do know numbers, I promise. From Bethlehem to Nazareth, from Jordan to Jericho, from Bethany to Jerusalem, from then to now. Come, Lord Jesus, to heal the sick, to mend the brokenhearted, to comfort the disturbed, to disturb the comfortable, to cleanse the temple, to liberate faith from convention. Come, Lord Jesus, to carry the cross, to lead the way, to shoulder the sin of the world and take it away. Come, Lord Jesus. Today, in this place, to us, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. We acknowledge that we are gathering on the traditional territory of indigenous peoples. We affirm that settlers have specific responsibilities in the journey of reconciliation with indigenous peoples. In the Milwaukee area, this includes the Menominee, the Ho-Chunk, the Ojibwe, Potawatomi, and many others. We give thanks to Creator and to those peoples who have stewarded this land for generations. We are grateful for the opportunity to live, work, and worship here as we witness the reconciling movement of the spirit and seek to live into right relations with our indigenous neighbors and all of creation. For our first song, turn to number 312, Jesus is Coming. 312 in Voices Together. Hopefully this is a little bit familiar, but if it's not, I'm confident you'll pick it up quickly. We are going to sing both the verse that is printed next to the notes, as well as the three additional verses at the bottom of the page. Right? So we'll sing this through four times, four different verses.
Our next responsive reading is printed in your bulletin in full, but if you would like, you can also turn to Voices Together 866. Open our ears to hear your word. Open our eyes to see your presence. Open our arms to the embrace of community. Open our minds to the beauty of truth. Open our hearts to the joy of new life. Now our first scripture reading from Isaiah. Isaiah 54 through 9. The Lord has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he awakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I set my face like flint, and I know I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me, who will declare me guilty. Join me in a Lenten prayer of confession on the front and then more on the back of your bulletins. God, you know us well. We are quick to speak of faith but slow to live it fully. We shout Hosanna as Jesus approaches, but we do not want him to come too close. Forgive us for our reluctance to trust that your ways truly are better than our ways. God of all times and places, we confess that we would rather join the crowds than stand alone. We like safety and security while shrinking from the risk of involvement. Forgive us for finding our reassurance in the familiar instead of reaching out and offering understanding. As we walk with Christ on this Lenten journey, let us not turn backwards. Now hear these words of assurance, Voices Together 906. May the love which overcomes all differences, which heals all wounds, which puts to flight all fears, which reconciles all who are separated, be in us and among us now and always. Further scripture from Philippians and then Luke. Philippians 2, Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in what was in Jesus Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, 
but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, and become, and became obedient to the point of death, even death on, the, on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should be bent, should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Gospel reading is from Luke 19, verses 28 through 40. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and, Beth, and Bethany, excuse me, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, the owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. For the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. All right. Uh, do any of the children want to come up for the children's time? Yep, I got it. Okay, Mike up. So, uh, uh, so like your friends, do you do you always get along well? Not always. I'm guessing most of the time you do, but not always. Oh, and we've got Emma here. So, Emma, I've got another question. Right, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you do you always get along well with your friends? Not quite. Most of the time you do, but, but not always. Um, so I'm going to kind of run some ideas by you, and you can tell me what's a good idea to do when you're not getting along with your friends. So one option would be to just stay at home and just not play with your friends anymore. Just, just stay away from that. Them. Do you think that would be a good idea? No, it doesn't sound like a great idea. Okay, so that doesn't work. How about if you tried to get back at them? No, that's, that, that's a bad idea. Michael, what do, you, what do you think is a good idea then? Talking with them about it? Yeah, yeah, try to, try to work it out and stay friends so that, you know, everyone... Uh, 
you know, every, every, everyone has what they need. What about you, Anna? Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, you, that sounds like a pretty good idea to you. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes it's hard to be, to get along with our friends. But that just means that we need to talk it out with them and, and try to get along. And, you know, Jesus, people weren't always nice to him. But, but he showed us how to, to continue to be a person with other people. Okay, thank you. There are two general approaches that we can take toward Holy Week. Uh, one approach, uh, and this is in my experience what most people seem to do, is to kind of take each event by itself and sort of ride this emotional roller coaster of Holy Week. You know, happy on Palm Sunday, sad on Thursday and Friday, happy again on Easter. Um, uh, and that, that's not necessarily a bad way to approach it. I, I do not want to imply that. Uh, but for this Palm Sunday, I decided to take more of a pro an approach of taking everything in together. Um, so when I, I took that approach and applied it to Palm Sunday, I realized that as Jesus was going through the streets to cries of Hosanna and uh, palm branches and all that, he knew what the week had in store for him. He, he knew how different Thursday and Friday were going to be. Um, he knew how fickle people can be. He, he knew that, that, that those who were against him were going to tr um, try and, and end up successfully turning the crowd against him. Uh, and he knew it was all a part of God's plan. And ultimately, he, he forgave those who sent him to death as he was on the cross saying, Father, forgive them for they know what, not what they do. And in doing so, he, I, I believe that it was both a cry out to God and a command to his disciples that this was ultimately God's plan and that they and, and now we were not to hold any animosity towards those who crucified him. Um, he, he, he definitely had a very hot and cold relationship with Jerusalem during during Holy Week, and I can't imagine that it was easy. Um, and while our experiences are not on the level of what Jesus experienced, we do have some similarities. Um, you know, we people can behave erratically towards us. Um, we saw that a lot in COVID. Either our neighbors, you know, panic buying or hoarding, you know, essential items or just behaving in ways that we did not expect um, or, or, you know, maybe seemed reckless to us. We, we experienced that. And for a lot of us, that was a hurtful experience. And even, you know, before, outside of COVID, you know, sometimes people say hurtful things to us. Um, 
anyone who has worked with the public knows that. Um, people, even when we're trying to do things right, we're volunteering maybe, we're, we're getting involved in activism or organizing, uh, people criticize often our best intentions, sometimes correctly and sometimes not. Uh, people have compromised institutions that we love. Uh, I, I thank Peter for being so open and honest with some of his, his struggles in that area. And altogether, people are challenging. It is difficult to be a person with other people sometimes. And if we're being honest, sometimes we're, we ourselves are not that easy to work with. Um, so the question that that prompts is, how do we respond? Um, well, well, some of our instincts aren't necessarily good. Sometimes we do, sometimes we physically distance ourselves from people and institutions, groups that we feel have harmed us. Um, some, um, you know, that, that can be physical, um, but it can also be mental and emotional. Um, you know, with physical being like, literally, I do not go to this place anymore. I do not interact with this person anymore. Um, my my go-to, uh, I will admit, is the mental and emotional. Uh, I do this through what I call the um, three S's, sarcasm, snark, and snobbery. Um, it, it's a great way, <laughs> well, not great, but, um, you know, it's something that I kind of fall back on as a way to physically and, you know, and technically be a part of the group, but I'm not really a part of it because I am judging it. So I, I'm participating, but I'm not going to give enough of myself to this group to let them hurt me. Um, and both of these are forms of just kind of giving up on people and just having this, this distrust. Um, you know, it's about, you know, I, I might walk in, but I will keep my eyes on the exits. And then there's, on the other side of things, there, there can be a desire to, to seek power and control, especially in institutions. Uh, if you've been hurt by one institution, you know, whether it's that particular one or you go to a different one, it's tempting to seek to be in power and in control of that to make sure that it doesn't hurt you again. Um, and then sometimes um, people seek revenge. Um, people, people seek to get back at those, at those who they feel have wronged them. And, and that's not, and as I go on, it's not to say that there is never a case where distance or difficult conversations are needed. Actually, difficult conversations are needed to solve most of these things. Um, and there are cases in which um, me uh, mediation, compromise, um, is impossible and there needs to be distance. Um, but I'm gonna focus on how Jesus responded to Jerusalem, um, especially in between Palm Sunday 
and uh, The Last Supper. And what I found is I was just kind of flipping through uh, Luke. Um, honestly, Sunday through Wednesday were relatively similar to the rest of his ministry. Um, a lot of these stories I don't necessarily associate with Holy Week. It's just another story uh, from the Gospels. Uh, like, um, let me find in here, um, Jesus cleansing the temple. For me, I mean, that is a Holy Week story, but for me, I just think of it as another instance of Jesus being Jesus. Um, so, Jesus responded by being his same self through all of this turmoil. Um, and that's, he knew, he knew his mission and he knew his purpose in being in Jerusalem in that week. He, he knew that it was all God's plan. He knew what God required of him. And to me, this is, this can help us to be people with other people, even when that is incredibly frustrating, um, is, is finding a sense of God's will for our lives. Um, it doesn't have to be something that's clear cut. It's not, it doesn't have to be a one and done, like this is my mission for the rest of my life, but by continuing to be in community with God, with God's word and with each other, we can have this sense of, of purpose this sense of what God wants from us in our lives that can help us to, to push through all of the challenges that come with being a person among other people. So <laughs> people are messy, they're difficult. We can expect that. We ourselves are often difficult. Um, but Jesus calls us to continue to embrace people and all of their messiness and we can do this through understanding God's will for our lives. Thank you, Liz. For our song of reflection, we'll be singing Voices Together 585. 585. This is probably a new tune to most of us. I know it was to me. So Rebecca's going to play through the whole thing once so that we get a little familiar with it, and then we'll sing all three verses.
Turn now to Voices Together 839 for our sending song. Voices Together 839. This one is also probably a little new. Hopefully not too complicated to make it burdensome. Rebecca will play it through for us once, and then we will sing A and B as though they are verses 1 and 2. Christ be within us to keep us, beside us to guard, before us to lead, behind us to protect, beneath us to support, above us to bless. Go in peace.